0: It's everyone's favorite show about all things Utah, a show where four hosts and sometimes a guest discuss whatever they want regarding Utah and mostly stay on topic. It's the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, Bree, Chris, Jeremy, and Jessica. Uh, We need to change that, apparently. uh, This episode 254 of the New Utah Podcast. Um, I was just going to say we basically have like a zoo in this fucking house because everywhere I look is <laughs> animal stuff. So the cat is right here by my feet. There's two dogs. There's another cat hiding behind the curtain, which no one sees ever. But she stays there the whole damn podcast. That's the weirdest thing. Um, But yeah, maybe we will have to change the intro. Um, We'll see. That means work for me, so it might be a few weeks before it gets done, <laughs> if I'm being honest.
1: Are you going to use a weird podcaster like, and Jessica, again? I'll just have to change
2: my mic. Oh, oh your mic's not that. on. Oh, shit. Denied. Oh,
0: shit. There you go. You can talk now. Am I on now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just
2: saying I can just be Jessica. <laughs> you don't have to change it.
0: And I'll turn the other mic off that the guest will use when they get here. But um, yeah, we might as well just... Uh, chuck it on out there um jessica is gonna be taking a break for a little while i don't know how long we'll see
2: hiatus
0: she she needed a break it's been a long five years Um, she does a lot for the podcast and it it takes its toll yeah between cakes and cancer and work and the podcast something had to give and so for now it's a podcast and that's okay uh we'll see how long it lasts it's just, it's hard to give up something like this. It would be for me for sure. It would be a struggle to not want to jump back in. Shit, you gave up like six of them and you kept coming back. <laughs> That's
3: right. So <laughs> we could get it right this time. We did. Yeah, and if we stopped doing this, would you try to do another podcast? You know, I whenever one came to an end, I would say to myself, "No more." But then a few months, within a few months, I'd be like, eh, I don't know, maybe <laughs>
2: you're the man of many hobbies.
3: That's right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I there, and I've been talking about doing another podcast
0: for a while. I have domains and everything. We just haven't done they're it. Old married people or something. Yeah. Life without kids. Life without kids. We've got a bunch of domains that are our, they're mine around that, that name. Well, so. you got the equipment. Yeah. We just need to record it and edit it and put it up on the air but that's more work. That's a lot of work. All of those things require me to do something so and
3: to start all over again.
0: Uh I mean, I don't mind that part cuz it's a, it's different. We would format it differently. It wouldn't be nearly as long. I think we had talked about doing half-hour blurbs. Um I really like some half-hour podcasts. They're they're just the right amount for like a drive or um you know, something quick. Um 2 hour like I listen to a lot of uh Joe Rogan and it's a great, like I have to pick and choose because he just fucking has too much content. I can't listen to that much of one person for that long. Um, but you know, his shows are two to three hours long, every one of them. Uh, and um, it's hard to listen through. Uh, like I don't ever listen through a three hour straight. Like it takes me a, a couple of days, usually even at work to do a, a, a three hour podcast. Uh, so like, but, like, I've been listening to one over the last couple of days with uh, Eric Weinstein. He's like a fucking super genius mathematician. And uh, it's been an interesting podcast. He released this big theory that he thinks is going to get him lambasted publicly. And hmm. interesting. But yeah, there, there's a place for those. And then there's a place for podcasts that are like 30 minutes that make 20, me laugh. 30 minutes. Yeah. Like, I, I said, Gina doesn't do it anymore because her son went off to. Navy, but, uh, the, the podcast, uh, remain seated, please, or whatever it was called her podcast. <laughs> that was perfect. It was like 20 to 30 minutes tops. It was funny. Uh, it was somewhat engaging and then it was over. Uh, and it was a really good short little podcast. So there's definitely a place for those. Right. Um, we won't be talking about, uh, like true crime or, or murder porn. Yeah. Cause that's, 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 so it won't done. be successful. Because those so are the only Those are the only podcasts that get ratings. I swear to God. Because like they're, they're addicting. I don't think they are. I don't. Most of them are terrible.
1: It's all I listen to. The vast majority <laughs> are terrible. Now,
0: uh, Dave uh, what, Crowley, Callie. Is that which one is it? Callie, Callie, C.O. or Crowley? Callie. Callie. He's not the devil from Supernatural. Got it. Um, Dave Callie. His podcast was really well you done. You mean Josh? Is it Josh? No. No, you called him Josh like oh, twice. Yeah. <laughs>
1: his new podcast
3: yeah no one can hear you you can't talk from away from the mic and like lean down yeah so that was funny we were talking about that a few weeks ago about him doing another one that would be coming out soon and then like the next day They posted something about his new one coming up.
0: Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, so but anyway, that that one is really well done and and definitely worth all the worthy of all the attention that it gets. But he spends a year prepping for it before he even starts recording. And it's hyper produced and it's well done. But like I listen to like I walk in on her podcast sometimes, and they're just like on Thursday, April fifteenth of eighteen twenty six. Samuel was going on a hike in a place that he had (laughs) hiked every other day that year. Little did he know that would be the last hike he took. Like, that's the that's the tone through the whole podcast, and I just can't do it. Yeah, I couldn't do that. Also, I don't give a shit about true crime. Like, it's just not my forte. I want to know about, like, fucking complex quantum mechanics, and I want to listen to people. I want to listen to people talk about like Brett Weinstein, who is fucking weird conservative guy. I really actually love listening to the guy's stuff because he just asks questions that other people are afraid to ask. And he's not afraid to have open conversations about fucked up shit. You know, that's the kind of stuff I like to listen to. I listened to the mediocre show for a long time and then they stopped making very many episodes regularly. Um, But that's a good show. And they just bullshit for an hour.
3: It's pretty much what we do. Yeah, pretty much.
0: (laughs) We talk a little bit about Utah.
3: I mean, we're in Utah. So
0: anyway, uh, who knows? Jess is going to take a break for a while. So uh, that uh, that long intro about other podcasts was (laughs) more about Jess leaving uh, the show for a little while.
3: Uh, We wish her well. She'll still be involved for a while. and. Yep, yeah, she's still got just probably not on the show. Guest relations that she's worked on for a long time—they're still in the works. <laughs> guest relations. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh,
0: it's that time of year for planting your farm. Yeah, uh, but keep in mind, don't plan anything serious because we're probably getting a freeze this weekend. Actually, yep.
3: Uh, I just saw I just saw on a weather forecast today, we'll probably have a hard freeze. So we got potatoes and peas planted over the weekend. And those are fine because it's not going to... Even if it's a, a, it's just going to be a surface frost. Yeah, it's not going to kill... It's not going to go, go down. Yeah. Like,
0: well, and they're not... Your peas aren't really like up and planted no. like, like plants. Because once plants are above surface and they get frosted, that'll right. kill them.
3: Yeah. And so the same thing with potatoes. Like their leaves will die off and they'll just stop. Yep. But it'll be a month before they're actually out of the ground.
0: So... I expanded my garden quite a bit. I don't know if you saw it before you came down. No. Um, no, we talked about it. I haven't. Yeah. I so I, peek I pulled out there. it out straight. So I probably did. It's probably another, what, like 30 square feet, I would guess, uh, mm-hmm. of garden space. So I pulled it out three or four feet more and then all the way across. So I probably had about another 30 plus square feet. So
1: basically just squared it off where that weird like little jaunt was. We just right. squared that whole thing
0: off. So, uh, and cutting grass um, with a shovel by hand and moving it from one part of the yard to the other as if you would sod. Only it's not sod. It's a lot fucking heavier because I can't cut it as thin underneath as you can <laughs> with that sod. sod. Uh, that was a lot of work, more than I thought I, I, I probably anticipated. And then I tilled it up. And then I went, well, shit, I can't keep tilling it until I get the rest of these railroad ties, which are buried like fucking a foot underground because they're all that old. So had to dig all those up. But I got it done. It's prepared now. I need to get new fencing for the we dog. Need to,
1: and we need to get some edging to like sure keep the grass so from erode my going soil. in. Yeah. Um,
0: but then I'll be I'll be ready to plant. I'm hoping this weekend I'll have everything in so that I can start planting if I need to. That's
3: my goal. Yeah, so if you've got your underground items, those could be planted.
0: Yeah, and and so when I was doing all that, I dug up a potato that people can't see me doing, but a red potato, like the size of a baker russet. Nice. Uh, and No,
1: I, it was all trashed.
0: It was trashed because I hit it with the tiller, Oh, and the
3: tiller fucked up half of it, but it was
0: as big as like a big baker's russet. Like yeah, so it a nice especially steakhouse.
3: this last winter where we never got frost, like permafrost.
0: Yeah. They just kept growing. Yeah. And also when I was tilling, I kicked up the bottom half of the carrots that I broke off when oh, I was trying to uh, rest the carrots. Because <laughs> the, the soil was really compacted by the time we got to harvesting the carrots. Uh and I couldn't get them up. They snapped off inside the soil. Uh That's so the dog the dog had a treat. Yay. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but I'm I'm guessing those were the last two potatoes hanging out in the ground because when I tilled everything up, I didn't really kick up any others that I saw. And I assume that I would have in tilling. And I got one of those electric tillers. Fuck that thing's awesome. The little mantis. Yeah, just a little like yeah. Ryobi. It's a
1: Ryobi, know, something, something or other.
0: But it was great. A little yeah, electric for, tiller for, for your garden, that's perfect. Yeah, it was a little well, and the more. The plug than, is
1: right there too. So
0: it was a little more than seventy bucks. It was like hundred and forty, I think. Probably oh. about double what you thought, because you probably bought yours ten years ago. Before yeah, the one so I, it was I had expensive.
3: was probably at least ten years ago. But
0: I, I, that thing was great. It was super fast to till the whole damn thing,
3: uh, and uh, I'll, I'm gonna probably use it twice a year now. Yeah. Then in the fall, tear everything out, till it down, till it down, let it, let it winter. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm trying
1: to talk him into lifting that stone that's in there out, but he'll need help, but it's got ants (laughs) under it. We all know he's afraid of ants, so he doesn't want to do it.
0: I won't do it. (laughs) It's not happening. (laughs) I
2: saw this video today about this guy who's messing with this ant colony that lives outside of his house. He, I guess he like put a little bit of paint or something on one single ant, so anytime he sees it by itself. He sets out like a cracker or something for it and so it runs all the way back to the colony and then they all come back and he takes it away. And he's been doing this for weeks. To this poor ant. <laughs> <aunt.
1: laughs> he's like, goes oh, back home and he's cracking. like, I found food and they all come running and they're like,
3: they're like, Larry, we are tired of your shit. God damn it, Larry, <laughs> you're banished from the colony. Every time you send the troops out.
2: And then he, he kept doing that, and then he found another ant colony, and now he's started a war between the colonies. He's got crackers that lead to the middle, and there is just a battle of the ants going on. It is so funny. And he's got all these updates every day on them battling each other. It's so good. None of this is funny. In
3: <laughs> fact, what I would do
0: in that situation is lay out trails of malto meal, and then sprinkle them the next day with a sprinkler so they could get water, because it's good for ants to have food and water for free. <laughs> Then they explode. <laughs> I don't know that. I cannot confirm or deny that they explode. <laughs> there may or may not be lots of ant carcasses on the ground. How many are underground exploded versus not? I don't know. They might have all died of natural causes, like the stomach explosion. I
1: really want him to move that stone though, but he won't do it.
0: There's so many. There, it is so. It's really it's,
1: bad. We lifted it up, one, like, and you can see all of the the trails. Oh But yeah. I'm like, once you do it, like, they'll all go underground again. But
0: they'll all go back onto the porch. So anyway, yeah, I don't. They're probably, they're just black ants. It's not like they're fucking, but I have a completely irrational fear of ants. Like I I 100% admit it. I don't know. Like one or two ants doesn't bother me. But when a colony exists, I get freaked the fuck out. It's like down in St. George. They bite. Those red ants bite. You know why? One of the reasons why? Have we ever told the ant story? I don't know if I've ever told why I'm afraid of ants. I don't know. Maybe I did So it goes it. back to when I was younger. Um, you know, I grew up in Texas for part of my life and a lot of my family lives out there. And, uh, Texas has killer ants. They're little orange motherfuckers and they hurt so bad when they bite you. They are fucking painful. They are terrifying creatures. You do not want them on your skin cause they are mean as fuck. So we go visit my aunt one time and this is after we had moved back to Wyoming and we go visit her and she's living outside of Austin which is Austin's fucking fantastic city. Um, but anyway, she's living outside of Austin in a town called round rock. Uh, and uh, we're staying with her and they have massive ant problems. And it's not because they have a messy house or you know, they have a fuck ton of ants. They've actually had their backyard dug up multiple times and ant colonies firebombed. Like literally your backyard gets dug up and they light it on fire to kill the ant population. That's crazy. So out there, like when you open a box of cereal, it has to immediately go into a plastic bag into a tub. You cannot leave an open box of cereal. You have to put them in, you have to put things like bread in the freezer because if you don't, ants will get into it and eat it. They will chew through the fucking plastic bag and eat your bread. Like it is crazy. They're absolutely fucking absurd. What's going on here? She's, she's Instagramming us. Oh, she's Instagramming just, while we're talking. <laughs> Instagramming, doing her job. Uh, oh. so. <laughs> so like anyway so I, you know I get ants on me I'm in my cousin's room we're hanging out there's fucking ants crawling on the wall freaks me out right so then we go to stay uh, overnight and we're staying in my other cousin's room and it's my mom and I uh, and we're sleeping on uh, someone's bed uh, and all night it's dark and I'm not able to sleep and I'm like there are ants all over me they're crawling on me my mom's like shut up you're just like imagining it, they're not on you, just go to sleep. <sighs> I get some sleep and I wake up the next morning and there are ant bodies all over me. Dead ant bodies from me killing them as they were, like smacking them. You know how like right. you're, like, just... you're going to feel that and you like smack it. Yeah, there were dead ant bodies all over me. <sighs> so that just doesn't help, right? This, yeah. like, And I'm not saying, like when I was a kid, I hate ants and I have always fucked up ant colonies. We used to take the fireworks tanks and we would light them on fire and point them into fucking ant nests and like blow them up. We would <laughs> shove M80s down their little ant hills and blow them up. Like, I hate ants so much. <sighs> so thanks for bringing up the fucking stone with the ant Brie. It's
3: your fault. I went on this. This episode brought to you by the letter A for ass.
1: <laughs> Usually it's asshole because that's you.
3: Yeah. Well,
0: um, what else? What else is going on?
1: I don't know, I just posted so this is my last recording.
0: Oh yeah, Bree might be gone wearing next glasses.
1: week. I think i will be able to be here. I don't think it's gonna be that crazy yeah, but
0: we'll find out your surgery's not in the morning, it's in the afternoon.
1: So. I know, but if I come back and I can just sit here with my eyes closed and like lambast you guys for like saying legislature wrong and stuff, that that doesn't take well, my we eyes. Well, we won't
0: talk about the legislature. <laughs> <laughs> the legislators up on the legislature. <laughs> and how they legislate things. <laughs> We'll talk about lawyers. Oh yeah, that's lawyers. better. Lawyers, lawyers, naked lawyers, and their washcloths.
1: Washcloths, washcloths.
0: Uh, yeah. So Bree's getting her eyes did. She tells everyone, "I'm getting the smile procedure." Because I am getting the smile and procedure. And everyone she tells no. that. Okay, almost everyone she tells that looks at her like, "What does, are they going to fucking cut a Joker smile into your face? Like, what does that mean?" Nobody thought that. Yeah, they did. You, you thought know. that <laughs> they're that. being nice. She's getting a type of LASIK called the smile No, I'm
1: getting a type of laser eye surgery. LASIK is a type of laser eye surgery. I'm not getting LASIK.
0: I'm getting smile. Your eye surgery has been being done with a LASIK laser, right? An intralase laser.
1: Intralase laser, but not a LASIK
0: laser. LASIK intralase. That's what it's called, I think. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Are the lasers on the heads of sharks? Yes. The the <laughs> doctors hold hammerhead sharks by the two ends of their head and carefully maneuver pew, the pew, laser. Pew pew pew
2: <laughs> pew. No, Dad. It's like it's
0: <laughs> it's like a it's like at the fucking space invaders. The if you've been to Dave and Buster's, the giant space invaders yeah. game, it's like that. Those are the lasers. They have those big fucking guns that you can't really aim very well, and they're shooting your eye full of laser beams.
3: It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Frickin so now from now
1: on, because my surgery will be somewhere around like two or three o'clock in the afternoon. So since two or three o'clock, everything I do is the last time I will do it with glasses.
0: Sweet. Hey, we better have sex with glasses.
1: <laughs> with, glasses. <laughs> with glasses.
0: Yeah. Each day, though. I don't ever
1: have my glasses with, on. That's like, so awkward. But
0: Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Because it'll be the last Sunday that you get to have sex without glasses, or with glasses, and the last Saturday and the last Thursday. So I got a week lined up. All right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
1: I like the sunglasses that I put my lenses in; like they're really nice sunglasses. So I'm gonna take them in and get like tinted, just, just clear, because cool. they're nice. I like them, and
2: I won't be able to use them anymore. So.
0: What about you, Julia? Did you do anything exciting this last week?
2: I don't remember what I did two hours ago.
0: Hard no. All right.
2: I, well, I mean, I work seven days a week, it, it so it could be a hard yes. I, I just worked.
0: I work like seventy to eighty hours a week, so I'm I'm in that same boat. Some days I'm like, "What the fuck did I do two hours ago? I don't remember. I don't know what I had for dinner." I try an
1: and forget. Ago. I don't. I just try and forget. <sighs>
3: it's
1: too traumatic.
3: Julia, gonna. Julia's gonna. We're gonna try a little something new. We'll see how it goes. Julia's gonna read us our. Is it a tarot?
2: It's a tarot. It's a tarot. Did you just call it a tarot?
0: Tarot.
3: It's like a
2: carrot. (laughs) Well, look,
0: because parrots, parrots are spelled that way. You don't call them parrots. No, it's
2: two
1: R's for parrot. 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 Yeah, but there's also good and food, and they're spelled the same way, and you pronounce them differently. No, food is
0: spelled F-E-W-D. It's like
1: dough and
2: rough.
0: (sighs) Or thought and through. Rough is R-U-F-F. It is not the same as dough.
2: R-O-U-G-H,
3: my dude. Dude, I live in a house with dogs. It's rough. It's (laughs) R-U-F-N. Oh,
2: I see. that shit.
3: So she's going to read us our card for the week. So If it's the fucking death card, you're done. No more.
2: (laughs) Dude, I got no control over what card it is. You
0: do, too. You can take the death card out of the deck. How about
2: you pick the card?
0: There there you go. You pick the card. They're all bound. You're going to have to take your cheater sleeve off. What if I pick the death card? Death. Then you're done, I guess. It's uh it's a adventuresome monkey. Judgment. It's uh it's like a Shaolin monkey looking at uh, a lotus. <laughs> it's actually a really cool card. Let me see your tarot
3: cards.
2: Yeah, this deck is really cool. Is uh, what's it tarot
0: called? Tarot of the Divine.
2: Tarot of the Divine. It's twenty bucks at Barnes and Noble.
0: Or at uh, probably not at a rare bookstores.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I gotta find my little. Now you meaning. gotta
0: give that to her. This oh, is a world. good
2: beginner's deck because I do Oracle. I haven't really done Tarot before. I couldn't find my Oracle the deck though. There's the s- six
0: of Wands, but those are spears. Those aren't wands. I'm a nerd. I know what wands look like. Juan isn't that the guy that worked with? <laughs> oh, this, was a- this wasn't even. Uh, this wasn't even mixed up. This is still in like fresh. Out of the it's not. Order. Wow.
2: No, I've used it lots of times.
0: Oh, it looked in order.
2: Nope.
0: Okay, so all what's right. our what's so our so
2: they all have a. A mythological story with them. So this one is Sun Wukong, the Monkey King, and this is from Chinese mythology.
0: Yeah, he's the dude that puts Simba up in the air. Oh yeah, the cream of Simba. Sounds what it guy. looked like to me.
2: Yeah. So his little thing is judgment is the reckoning and ending before the start of a new journey. Past actions and decisions determine future events. If you haven't learned your lessons, you are doomed to repeat your mistakes over and over. And your keywords for this week are improvement, forgiveness, a change of perspective, absolution, and rebirth.
3: There you go, Chris. So not
2: I, death,
0: but look, I'm just saying Don't like like rebirth and changing, and you should put a picture of that on the Instagram, the card, not the definition. Yeah, I,
1: want, I want the definition because I'm taking notes this week,
0: but I'm just saying that like that's uh that's a that's a quality uh rebirth and change and uh, we have someone leaving the show, at least for temporary, uh, maybe permanency. We'll, we'll see what, what happens with her. But, uh, we got some young blood here. We birthed a little kid.
2: <laughs> we didn't know.
0: Yeah. None of us did. Uh, her, someone, her mother
2: did. Her, her did mom.
0: swells and that out. So we
2: talked about that last time. We don't need to talk about that anymore. <laughs> no, I just want you to,
0: I, you just need to remember every time you, your, your birthday rolls around, just remember your mom and your dad doing the tango.
2: Nine months before that?
0: The horizontal mamba. <laughs> mamba. Dun, it's a da, mambo. Dun, dun, dun. A
1: mamba is a spider. A, I thought a mamba is a, a snake. snake.
2: A snake. I meant a snake.
0: <laughs> a black mamba. The mongoosey. Well, you're
2: thinking but of mamba Megamind because he calls the spider the black mamba.
0: Oh, uh, I see.
2: So I actually wasn't up. thinking
1: about that, but it makes it sound good. Yeah.
0: Well, this week we're uh, joined by Emily Voll. Uh, and did I? I, I want to make sure I got this correct. You are the correction facility liaison for uh, Bags to Beds.
4: So that's what it says on our website, but our titles have changed quite a bit okay. <laughs> and we haven't gotten to updating those. Um, I am technically the director of operations right now. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, but I, I I have to start by asking. Um, what that's was a, that title, Correctional <laughs> Facility Liaison is not a common title for people in any organization, uh, really.
4: Yeah, so that's actually kind of how I got started with Bags to Beds. I did a project that involved Bags to Beds going to the Utah Men's Correctional Facility, and we just went there and we crocheted and did the project with them, Um And it was really awesome. I completely loved it. So I put in a proposal to just have us be able to go back and have um, a couple people on our team get um, volunteer privileges. So about once a month pre-COVID, we would go into the Utah Men's Correctional Facility and just crochet and do the project with them.
3: So you had the guys crocheting?
4: We did, yeah.
3: (laughs) That's awesome. They
4: actually taught me how to crochet. I always say that I learned how to crochet in prison. (laughs) That's (laughs)
3: That's that's
4: awesome. Cool. Well, that's a
0: that's a hobby they can have in prison, and a, I guess a life skill that helps you when you get out. I'm not sure.
2: I feel like that's a weapon. They the hooks, often pursue the sure. arts when they are
4: in prison. Yeah, the
0: hooks for sure definitely probably got turned into shivs occasionally, I would guess.
4: <laughs> they have a it's pretty a good, good way that they kind of like keep track of the hooks and stuff, and it's been a really awesome thing to kind of be a part of as That's well.
3: Really cool. Do they sell them like at the flea market and stuff? Handmade blankets?
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, they are super awesome, and they love that they're able to kind of be a part of something bigger. Um And so all the supplies that we brought in, uh they just crocheted into mats, and we ended up, taking back out and redistributing to members within the community.
0: That's really cool. That's that really, really cool. cool. Yeah. Okay, so now we have to back up and we need to know a little bit more about you. The first question we like to ask is what month were you born in? December. December. March. So you're a March baby. So, spring, <laughs> spring baby. So, you understand what we're getting at here.
4: Yeah, I do. They did that to me last week. I never really thought about that. And now I have to just deal with the fact that my mom's birthday's in
0: March. Oh, there you go. Oh, You're a birthday you baby. <laughs> birthday sex. Birthday party. Yeah. <laughs>
4: it's
0: a hell of a party.
4: Oh, man. I'll unpack that later. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> um were you born here where, where'd where you grow no,
4: up? no so i was actually born in massachusetts um and i lived there until i was about 10 and then i moved to colorado and i came out here for school and then i just stayed
0: nice nice yeah. so where'd you go to school university of utah mm-hmm,
4: yep Excellent. former you <laughs> what
0: uh, what part of colorado did you grow up
4: in um the front range it's um i lived in a small town when i lived there it probably had like seven thousand people total in the town it's called berthed mm-hmm. the next major city to it is fort collins it's about 30 minutes south of fort collins yeah okay yeah so is it
3: for your parents work i'm assuming or uh, it- yeah
4: it was for my dad's work we relocated
3: I know. I know how that is. I grew (laughs) up in Wyoming in a town of 12,000, so I know exactly how you feel.
1: My daughter's in Denver right now, so quite a difference, but...
0: Yeah, but see, it's not not too different from where I grew up because Salt Lake was like two and a half hours away from me. Denver's a lot closer probably to Bertha than...
4: Yeah, it's about an hour, so... But traffic, I heard, is just terrible there now, so...
3: It's (laughs) terrible everywhere, (laughs) Yeah. I can yeah, ac- but
4: Denver, like all of the freeways, yeah, it's, it's not, it, it's, it's not laid so out really poorly. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, we yeah. lived in Denver for a little while. And yeah, like, well, and you're driving on a road and all of a sudden it's a different road and it's like, I didn't turn, <laughs> yeah. but it's called something different. And then like trying to find things is a disaster. Well, and We're going up to Estes Park in Memorial Day weekend. Oh, it's a beautiful Park, place.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we decided, I I haven't seen my daughter since Christmas, and so we thought, well, we'll take a little mini vacation and stop in through Denver, and and we'll have a little condo, so maybe her and her boyfriend will be able to come up and stay a night or something while we're up there. Oh, nice.
4: Yeah, it's so beautiful up there. It really is. I'm excited.
0: But let me ask you, because the difference between Colorado and Utah, because this is an interesting (laughs) question, Um, the mountains in particular. Uh, Do you feel like there's a difference between how you interact with them there versus here?
4: not so much how i interact with them we grew up we were kind of like avid skiers and bikers and i still kind of you know av- i avidly ski and bike here um the main difference is my sense of direction is completely lost here in colorado like everything's to the west like the mountains really? are to the west um, well it's
0: really easy because there's the mountains are only on one side in colorado that's true
4: and that's how you direct to get everywhere and i got here and i didn't really bother to learn the mountain ranges because i'm lazy and now i never know where
0: so, I am. Do you live in a salt lake valley i
4: do live in the valley yeah so it was
0: really easy the tall ones are on the east
4: (laughs) okay just
0: look east and west the tall ones are on i will
4: remember that because i am always lost
1: (laughs) so right now you're actually on the benches but of the ochres instead of the Rockies. oh
4: okay okay that makes sense
0: so, we get a lot of snow here, and then it stops about two blocks
3: out. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. When that hill bottoms out, it stops. Whatever weather we're getting at the south end of the valley is not That's the same. That's not the same. same. No, well, it's a big area. Well, because I'll come here. We'll come here for the podcast. Y- you'll have a major snowstorm or rain, but at home in Riverton, there's nothing. It's yeah. Sunny skies. It's, yeah. Like yeah. Tor- it's more so like
0: that in Denver, because Denver's way bigger area-wise than we
3: are. <laughs> So, did your family come here or just you came here?
4: Just, well, so I followed my brother out here. My older brother is two years older and he went to the U. He's now in med school. Um, and I just, we grew up and we're super close, um, growing up. And so he said he was coming out here for school and I was like, sure, yeah.
0: Your parents still back there and they're the still
4: town? uh, they're not in Berthet anymore. They actually moved up to Winter Park. OK. Um, and so they're up there just, you know, with all the tourists. <laughs> oh,
0: that's a great place to live. Year around, yeah, but.
4: they they love it, but they're getting a little bit older. So I think they kind of want to become snowbirds at some point.
0: Start going. So snowbirds from Colorado. So in Utah, snowbirds go down to Arizona primarily. Is that where they go from Colorado as well?
4: Um, they want to be closer to us, so they want to come to St. George. Oh, um, but they don't really know anything about Utah, so we'll see. St. <laughs> <laughs> George the, is
0: booming. How was the, the Mormon culture as an adjustment?
4: Um, that was really interesting. I actually learned that my high school in Birthed was right next to, um, an LDS church and I had no idea what it was.
2: <laughs> um,
4: I remember one kid wore like a Brigham Young shirt and I thought he was wearing like a Yahoo shirt. I was like, Oh, this kid is like really enthusiastic about this <laughs> yeah. search engine. And <laughs> I got out here and I was like, Oh, I know nothing. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that's been a pretty big shift. It hasn't been like too bad. Um, but it's just, it was just something that I never really kind of took into consideration until I really moved out here, since it is kind of like the center of the Mormon religion. Yeah. Well,
0: and it's I mean, it's interesting because Colorado geographically is so close to Utah, like really, really close. But uh, the areas of Colorado as a whole couldn't be more diverse, um, especially from a religion standpoint, like like two percent of Colorado's population is LDS and it's 60 percent in the state of Utah. It's just a wild difference to walk into a culture like that. I don't know that there's any other place in the country that is quite as dominated by one religion. Unless you go deep south. No, even deep south, it's not one religion. It's true. It's it's Christianity, but there's Southern Baptists and Baptists and Presbyterians and um, evangelicals, but it's not one specific religion dominating everything. That is true. So, what did you
4: study in school? I studied biology. Oh, that's what my daughter studied—animal really?
1: biology, specifically oh, yeah. at SUU. Yeah, nice. she just graduated last year. Oh,
4: congratulations, sir!
3: So, so what took you from biology to this?
4: So, I, this is not actually my full-time position. We are all volunteers on ah. the board that we have. There's about four of us, and we're all volunteers. My primary job is through BioFire. Um, oh, do you
0: know my? You might know my friend Angie.
4: Angie, what's her last Angie name? Angie Clark. Clark. Uh, I don't know her. My caveat is, I did start almost a year ago today, so I've oh, been okay. completely so remote. Nah. Oh, no. She's like, I don't know anyone. She's
1: like crazy, super stinking smart, and has like published papers, and they send her places. And oh wow, that yeah. is so impressive. If you ever have a chance, she's the nicest person in the. the she's so sweet. So if you, she totally
0: have a chance, dig this uh bags <laughs> to beds thing. Too. She
1: would. She would be totally into that. Yep.
0: Um, but anyway, okay. So you, uh, so how did you get involved with Bags to Beds? So you, you, you study biology. Uh, you've got, you know, presumably a job, you know, probably an ARUP if I know anything about biology. From <laughs> <you>. <laughs> but how do you transition into Bags to Beds?
4: Um, so it started, I actually know the founder. She's in medical school right now. And so as she transitioned to medical school about two years ago is when I started to take on more responsibility within the organization. Um, just cause their schedules get so crazy. Um, and so she kind of had this idea and she was talking about it. Um, and really when we went to the prison together to do it, I was like, okay, I'm in, I'll totally do this. Um,
3: did it it freak you out at first?
4: Oh, completely. Like I (laughs) was having like flashbacks to like being in some crazy movie or something. And I was so uptight the first time. Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Um, and it was, it was just like, I remember just being so tense and like, I couldn't really talk to anybody. And then. Um, about probably like the third or fourth time that I went and it was just kind of like really shattering where you're like, no, these are just people. Um, and so we just kept going back. It was great for us to kind of just for me to get that exposure as a person. Um, it was really awesome because they were so willing to volunteer and help us out and we, uh, really loved that. And so, um, ever since that kind of happened, I just started stepping in and slowly over time, just taking on more responsibility where I could.
0: That's great. That's great. So how did, how did she come up with the idea of bags to beds?
4: So uh, Caitlin McLean is her name. She's always been really passionate about homelessness um, and just the fact that it's so visible in Salt Lake and especially with the winter months. um, It's just really, really hard for people experiencing homelessness to kind of live in Salt Lake City just because of how rough the winters are. um, And so she saw the idea that um, the idea of like taking plastic bags and kind of crocheting them into like stuff like people had made purses and mats wasn't a new idea that she came up with she just kind of saw that that could potentially be made into like a bedroll um so she tried it out she taught her she taught herself how to crochet over youtube and then her first mat was kind of made um and we kind of saw that it was super durable it really helped keep uh the way we describe it is it's kind of like a camping thermorest. rest like instead mm. of having your body heat transfer to the elements it kind of stays closer to your person um and so when you're sleeping on the mat like it kind of holds your body weight closer to you and if the ground's wet too it kind of shields that So, as how well. do you make them so we make them by we call it plarn uh plastic yarn it's so
0: cool i watched the videos on the site it's <laughs> you know have you ever made uh like chains like paper chains yeah yeah we it's the same paper. idea just get long strips
2: bags. cut out strips and then
1: I like how you guys ask her a question and then you answer. It's really cool. I <laughs> I'm <He's laughs> clearly excited by it. I, 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 I good,
0: saw it but... I was like, this is really cool. I don't know how to fucking crochet, but you're making like long strands of yarn basically out of so plastic bags. It's strip, wild. Like, make strips.
4: Cut yeah. It? So you'll cut the bag um, and you'll kind of like fold it up and then cut it into force where you just have these like long um, kind of like oval strands and then just like. You'll tie them together, and then you just have like a really long line of just plastic bag uh, yarn or plarn, and then you just take that and you simply just do a single stitch crochet.
0: That's mm-hmm. really cool. That's like, I, I like. I don't. I don't know how this hasn't been a thing before for <laughs> plastic bags because they're just like this giant plight on. Uh, There's a
1: whole bunch of them in our laundry room because we couldn't use our reusable bags so we just have like this bag yeah COVID
0: bags. COVID killed me because you couldn't take the reusable bags into the grocery store and for like five years I hadn't been great like once every six months I would out- opt for plastic bags because I needed more plastic bags for like when friends came over and took food home and needed a bag to put everything in or I had to like clean up cat puke. <laughs> and I needed a bag to put stuff in. Like, that was the only time I ever used those plastic bags for anything. So this is a great a great option for using those bags.
4: Yeah, we really like it because it just gets... Um, our idea is to just use plastic bags that are already in circulation. When we first started the project, we had some issues with people, like, just getting so excited and like going to grocery store turnstiles and just like grabbing bags for us (laughs) and we were like this is great and we love that you're excited but we like our our main goal is homelessness but very like our second goal is also to reduce plastic waste and so um
0: (laughs) that's fantastic
2: (laughs) i have a question so I'm just kind of envisioning these right now. How easy are they to clean without getting water buildup in them?
4: They're not too bad. We typically will just take a Lysol wipe over them and just wipe over the top. And the stitches are pretty tight too. And so, um, they don't really like hold water. I, I mean, they're tight, but they're like loose enough where they can still kind of like let it's, water and stuff. It's not through. like an
0: Afghan that your grandma makes you.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: The pictures of them are really cool. They're like, and they're all diff- They're mostly like brown and white. More than anything, probably. Yeah,
4: but. it's mostly just the Smiths bags. Yeah. <laughs> you can usually tell where people have been shopping. Like,
0: oh, that's a Harmons person. <laughs> they got the white bags. Exactly. <laughs> Does anyone use the Walmart bags? Because those are really shitty. They tear so easy.
4: <laughs> Actually, the thinner bags are preferred just because for they're the kind mats. of easier to work with. So it's dollar
3: store bags?
4: Yeah. Those it's, are garbage. <laughs> we love the garbage bags. Um, Like the really thick ones, like the Target bags, are really hard to crochet with. Like they can kind of like hurt your wrist if you are just kind of, you know, going at it for too long. Um, and so we'll typically use those and just braid them and make straps. Um, but the thinner ones are better. Um so we typically use those.
0: Nice. Nice. So how many of these have you made so far? So how long have you been doing it first off?
4: Um so I have been involved since probably like March 2018. Um, personally though, I have probably only made like seven mats. Um, I do a lot of just the logistical stuff and going down to the prison and gathering stuff and going to do volunteers. It was actually when COVID started where I was just like, oh my gosh, like I do this all day, every day. And I'm not making any mats where I was just kind of like, all right, like, let's, let's do it.
0: So as an organization, how many of you guys oh. created? <laughs>
4: um, so our first year we, Uh, Our goal was to get 50 mats. We got about 72 mats. Our second year, we decided to try and push for uh, 100 mats. And we ended up getting like 254 mats, I think. And then this past year, pre-COVID, we were shooting for 400. And then when COVID happened, we had to kind of entirely pivot to um, a totally virtual platform, which none of us had any experience with and was really just... Um, Like trial and failure in the beginning. And so we actually ended up getting 70 mats, which was insane for us because I had no idea how to like recruit volunteers virtually, how to like get supplies to them. And so uh, we had a bunch of people in the community like really step up and we're so thankful for them.
0: That's really freaking awesome. (laughs)
4: Yeah. They're the best. You step right in there, Julia. Just start
2: talking. I raised my hand like I'm in class. (laughs) So is this something that someone could say, sign up to pledge to make one online and then submit one to you guys so they could make it at home?
4: Yeah. We don't have like a formal pledge process. We really just have people that like email us that they're interested. I tell them about how to get started and send them the materials and the resources and then they'll just come back to me and say we have a mat and we'll coordinate either them dropping them off or me picking them up so anyone can do it yeah. it doesn't have to be someone who's in the prison or <laughs> prisoners only
2: <laughs> only for prisoners yeah it could really be prisoners
3: anyone prisonersonly.com
2: <laughs> so for those who need like service hours for their school projects cuz i know a lot of um high schoolers have to do service hours. So that would be a, a good thing to get like a class involved with.
4: Yeah, we have gone into schools before and we have gotten a lot of kids to do that. Um, We also work out of the University of Utah's Benyon Center kind of pre-COVID and we would work with a lot of the college students that needed service hours for stuff and they've been great in supporting us. Um, And we've also just, yeah, so we've worked with tons of people who just like need hours to just kind of, it's super easy and simple to do. And then how long does it make take to make one um that's a tricky question making the porn is really easy crocheting the mat is it depends on like one your time and commitment to it and two um just your crochet level so i would say some of the breast crocheters that i've actually met have been out of the prison and they could probably like whip out a mat in like a week and a half and they just crochet so quickly and they're able to just dedicate a lot of time to it and some people, like, I've been working on a mat for probably like two months because I'll do something for an hour and then I'll put it down for like a month and a half and forget <laughs> about it.
0: <laughs> but how many, okay, so, so, um, how many bags does it take, generically speaking, like regular grocery store bags? How many bags does it take to make a single mat and how so big are they?
4: About 500 and the mats are three feet by six feet. So only, they
0: only 500 bags. Mm hmm. Wow, that's really like how 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 thick are are they in are they like one bag thick of plarn or is it like four layers? I'm not sure. It's
4: not super thick. It's probably just like um, you'll just do like um, it's probably like maybe half an inch. Now that's that's too thick. I'm trying to think of like the width of it. It's um. It's probably, like, this thick. I know that you can't So, it's like about rock. half an inch. Yeah, inch, so half, half an inch. inch. Somewhere in there. So, yeah. It is just, like, the one single plastic bag, but you are, like, single stitching, like, crocheting it over and over again. Yeah. So, you kind of, like, will build more of a foundation.
0: Hmm. Interesting. And how long do they last, typically? Are they, are, do they, are they still in circulation from four years ago?
4: Yeah. So, we still have, like all like a lot of them that we've put out originally are still in circulations and they're very durable. Um, and so, and if you just have something that rips just because of it's plastic, you can just re-tie it. Um, so we don't have like actual data on how long they last, but we do know that the ones that we have been putting out have been lasting.
0: That's really cool. Like just even anecdotally to know that they're still out there like four or five years later, this piece of plastic that was going to become landfill or like seagull Capes. <laughs> <laughs> seagull capes. What? Like, I can just, now I'm just I picturing. I like that's
1: the episode name. Now, now. I'm just picturing capes. a
0: seagull with, like, a plastic bag around its neck, <laughs> like, flapping its wings in this, like, parachute of plastic bags behind it. Sounds it. pretty
4: majestic.
0: Yeah. <sighs> I hate California seagulls so much. <laughs> trash
4: birds isn't our state bird a seagull yeah it's the california California (laughs) oh it is okay i didn't know
1: (laughs) yeah because you know we're super original here in utah we just take somebody else's there's a very good i know what the reason is it doesn't matter
0: it killed they ate all the crickets that were going to cause the complete death of utah oh i didn't know that yeah utah had a really bad cricket plague um i don't remember when but like yeah all the crops were just completely decimated um i mean utah was really going to fall apart as a result and uh California seagulls came in and rescued us by eating all the damn crickets so I'm that has stayed here ever since yep because our dump is delicious <laughs> <laughs> and, and the walmart parking lot i don't know if you've ever been in the walmart parking lot in the summer that's but where they always go you just
4: close your eyes and you pretend like you're on a beach, beach. <laughs> not it's walmart. a discount beach
0: <laughs> they'll take shit right out of your hands here too they're not afraid those birds and those birds are fearless like there's 12 of us and one of you. What are you going to do? <laughs> Drop the French fries.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: So, so how do, uh, how do people help you guys the most? I mean, is it really just uh mm-hmm. donating bags to you or are you asking the, the people that be out in the community to, to create all these things for you?
4: The most help that we get is probably through people crocheting. Cause that's the most time intensive one. Um, and it's, The most difficult part of our process is just finding a volunteer that's ready to like commit to crocheting a whole mat with us. Um, so that is super helpful. Um, with bags, we in the beginning we did get really overwhelmed with bag donations. Like, I remember there had to be a time where we were like, we can't take any more of your bags. Like, we are such a small organization, we had like such a tiny storage unit. Um, and it like I just remember I'd be like crawling through our storage unit of bags. And I like, was, like Scrooge
0: McDucking plastic yeah. bags. <laughs> I was
4: like, <laughs> I can't do this anymore. Um, But actually through COVID, we've had a lot of uh, volunteer groups kind of come together to do service projects. And for the first time since I've been in the organization, I had to put out like an ask for bags.
0: That's really cool. I mean, and it is a really good project during COVID as a service project that you can kind of do as a group because you can also just do it sitting at work at home crocheting a bag
4: i always do it while like netflixing or something because yeah. i'm like oh i didn't waste four hours watching this pointless tv show look at this mat <laughs> so, i crocheted
0: so have you ever like crocheted been crocheting the mat and then you get to like the three foot by six foot and you're like i'm gonna add three more feet and make it a throw
4: <laughs> no i like, like that so uncomfortable <laughs> i get to like three feet by like five and a half and i'm just like oh my god I can't do this? I'm like, it needs to, to, to be done. But I'm not really, um like, my personality type is I'm not, like, a project finisher. I'm a project starter. So <laughs> finishing projects for me is difficult.
0: So you have, like, a, a board where you can, like, mark, yes, I've got to number seven.
1: <laughs> I feel like I need to give this project to my mom once she's done with Sean's Oh, she would totally do it. it. Uh, well, she would
0: make, like, three a week. But, this is, but the thing is, the thing is, I really don't want your mom to get back into trash crafts. <laughs> Well,
1: she'd be giving him away, so that's
0: good. There, there was a period where her <laughs> mom was like, "I need all your toilet paper rolls."
1: She makes these amazing crafts. Like all of almost all the Easter stuff upstairs is hers. But she did go through this one year where she decided to do this weird, like tried to recycle thing, and I'm like, well, s- sometimes that's good, mom. Sometimes it is not so good.
0: <laughs> Wreaths made out of toilet paper rolls. So the weirdest. I remember that
1: thing. It was so weird. But like the wreath on my door's her But she would totally like,
0: be into this. She would she would I think she would shit. think
1: it was fun. She'd
0: probably take it to the two old ladies that are left in the sewing circle and have oh, them do so it too. Oh, so sad.
1: <laughs> she she goes to my great aunt's houses on Sunday and there used to be her mom, my grandma. And three sisters, and then an, another lady that was kind of like a just a, you know, uh, a family member that's not blood related. And they would do crafts, and my mom would help them because they're all old. And uh, there, there, there really is just this just two, and my mom left. <laughs> it's
0: just Aunt B and your mom now, right?
1: Um, no, uh, I can't remember the lady's name.
0: But there's one other. Yeah, it's a shame everyone else is gone. When you get to like seventy. All the people you know start dying. That's something to look forward to. Oh, yeah.
4: I'm really she, looking forward She's for pretty it. far away
0: from that. I'm pretty much thinking. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Not quite there yet.
0: Yeah. When you were like, my daughter just got... She just graduated. She's like, Jesus, how old are
3: you? Fuckers? I'm old.
1: <laughs> well, Jeremy's the oldest. <laughs>
3: yeah. Not by much. <laughs>
0: by enough. So to get these to the homeless population, are, are you guys... Uh, are you just going out and hanging out, like at Pioneer Park and being like, hey, you want one of these? Or are you t-shirt working cannon. through, like, you know, <laughs> a t-shirt cannon? <laughs> shooting no, a fucking bedroll at someone? We
4: don't have a bedroll cannon. Um, that would be cool. That no. would be cool, <laughs> but I think cool. that's over budget. They pro-
0: <laughs> also, the liability insurance is probably over budget. Who wants budget. a bedroll?
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, so the two ways that we do it is pre-COVID, um, at the Salt Palace, they had Project Homeless Connect, which is this really awesome, um, event where they will do like mock job interviews, free haircuts, and just really help people within the homeless community oh, kind really of. That's really cool. Like, I never heard of that. Yeah, it's really awesome. It typically happens at the end of October and we would always have a booth there and just, um, cause it's right before winter in like October, I think 25th last year is when it was. Um, and so we would hand out all of our bedrolls then. This year with COVID, um, it didn't happen unfortunately. So we were kind of scrambling for a little bit, and we ended up getting two partners out of it, which is awesome. We work with the uh, the big green bus. Oh nice. um, Oh yeah. Yeah, and so they're super awesome. They just drive a big green bus around on Sundays and drop off like supplies to people experiencing homelessness. Haven't we have
3: the big green bus on. No, we had, uh, oh no, the, the urban, the, the, the green urban,
1: urban, that's urban, urban. bus, okay, but no that's plants. That's, that's and, the urban
0: lunchbox Yeah, bus,
1: yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's, a, I've volunteered with them before and it's a little different. Um, and then the other one is through Utah Naloxone. Um, we have, uh, we'll go in there and kind of just give them beds. And when people go in and ask for them when they're doing their clean needle exchange, they will um, give them a bed if they have some.
0: That's so awesome. Can you believe needle exchange used to be completely illegal in the state? In this state, yes, I can believe it. <laughs> Fought so hard to get that approved. When was that? that was that was in the podcasting times, right? It was like in our first year of podcasting. Yeah, it happens. It's, it's not been that long that it's yeah, been
3: so in place. Well, excellent. What else do you want to tell people about it?
4: Um, let me think
3: how can they get a hold of you to help in whatever way? Oh yeah
4: so they can send us an email our email is just bags to beds at gmail.com um they can also go through our website which is bags to um we also have an Instagram and a Facebook um which is just bags to beds for both of those um and those are just simple ways to kind of get um involved with other members of the community or find out what we're doing um and so
0: Would you prefer people donate bags or Plarn?
4: um probably right now honestly both we'll take both um in the past i would have said just plarn but right now we're a little low on bags because we've had some really awesome volunteers come and just uh wipe out our bag stash which has been awesome um and then people if they are willing or wanting to get more involved in kind of crochet that would be really really awesome we're always looking for that as well do you
0: have like the crochet guide for one of these on the website
4: Somewhere. Um, kind of we have like a poorly made YouTube video that I did <laughs> where I kind of got like with the whole virtual plat- platform like really out of my comfort zone I don't know anything about technology Um, I think the first video I did like I had in my kitchen like just textbooks propped up and then like my phone propped up and then I was just like using my hands it was so so bad
0: no i think that's still on there i think that's the handle oh yeah that one
4: is rough
0: great i thought it was great (laughs) thank you
4: i yeah i think i just like put a bunch of white paper down so you couldn't see like my really bad walmart kitchen table (laughs) so
0: hey you know everyone's gonna start somewhere you learned how to crochet from youtube so have you guys thought about doing like crochet classes to teach people how to do these? And
4: um, So we like with some volunteers who do want to crochet, we will go out and kind of teach them how to crochet. Um, so that's been something that we've been doing as well. And we'll always send them videos and kind of resources as well. As far as a formal crochet class, we've never done one of those. But if I'm at a volunteer event and enough people like want to crochet, typically we'll uh, take some of them aside and teach them how to crochet
0: that's really cool that's really cool hey i have a couple questions uh for you that are completely unrelated though okay okay which knows better utah or colorado utah like by a lot or is it a close uh
4: point? and they're pretty close um yeah it's it's pretty close i i like them for different reasons Colorado's also freezing and i don't like being cold <laughs> even though i, I love ski. to ski
3: but i hate cold <laughs> i know
4: i just well i always say i'll do anything but i'll just complain the entire time um and so i definitely complain way more in colorado um so i like that about utah and just the terrain is just really different so i, I think they both hold like different places in my heart
0: excellent excellent and what's something unique about utah that you've uh you've found uh in being here
4: oh that's a hard question most interesting or unique thing (laughs) most interesting or unique i think just the range of biomes like i think the fact that like i can be in the uintas like just surrounded by you know like the trees and everything and then you can drive down to moab and it's like an alien desert um and then just being kind of in salt lake and having like access to just so many different places i've never really experienced
3: have you
0: been out to the dunes
4: no i haven't been to the dunes (laughs) okay
0: so moab like alien desert like completely just hard desert with rocks. Uh the dunes, which are out by uh the knolls, um out by Tuwilla, okay. Um past Tuwilla, Uh sand dunes. Oh. Like Egyptian style sand dunes.
1: <laughs> Like people go out on buggies, do like do to run up and, and down
3: the sand dunes. <laughs> grandma went to the sand dunes, <laughs> broke her coccyx with her boyfriend. There's a lot of you don't know about your grandma. <laughs> uh, what else? What else? I'm just trying to think because
0: there's like, like the like. It's great to hear someone say biomes because most people don't refer to it that way. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's cool Biologist because it, because
1: I like it when we have young people that like do things that my kids do because. Makes me feel close to my kids because they're
4: moved
0: away. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for joining us. Yeah, That's thank you so fantastic. much for having
4: me. This was really fun.
0: Well, I think uh, now, in, in honor of all the discussion of Utah history, like the seagulls, um, <laughs> that we just had uh, with, our, with our new friend uh, from Bags to Beds, Emily, uh, I think we want to talk a little bit about, uh, so this is Utah's 125-year anniversary. What is that? The quintennial quin quin, quin vinte Quana Tani Vente Vente Cinco something. I don't know. What is twenty five in Spanish? Veinticinco, Vente Icico. cinco. cinco.
1: It's a for you don't really say the V like a V, it's more like a B. It's kind of veinte a weird. Cinco. Yeah. So
0: it's veinticinco. That's twenty five. Yeah, what's one hundred? I can't fucking remember what one hundred is in Spanish. I, I don't, can't either. It's 11 through 20, That's like the dumbest fucking, they're
1: all... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's stand-up. Uh, what is it? What's 11? It's like really once. weird. It's super, once. yeah. Once.
0: Once, once. once, doce, trece, catorce.
3: Quince. 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 Yeah. Well, 125
0: years. Uh, 125. Earlier this year. Yeah, but this
1: makes sense because it's 10 plus...
0: We're going to do what we normally do and just steal other people's content to make a podcast. Um, This actually came off of KSL. It was earlier this year. They posted up uh, 25 state fun facts in honor of the 125th anniversary
3: of us becoming a state. I like how they're fun. They're fun facts. and All of them. Like number two. No, let's just start with number one. Oh, you want to start with number one? Well, was... Which
1: is funny because I don't think this is a very fun fact. That's what
0: I going to say. Utah is the second driest state in the U.S. after Nevada, <laughs> which makes sense because we're part of the same giant fucking desert. Right. Like people, it's, it's, okay. So we went on our walk yesterday morning, uh, Monday morning, and people had their fucking sprinklers on at 5 a.m., which normally in the summer, I applaud you. That's a good time to run your sprinklers. But in fucking the first of April, don't have your goddamn sprinklers on. I don't have secondary water in here, And today it snowed. And municipal water, you definitely don't want to be using municipal water until, like, really May
3: for watering your lawn. Coming in this evening, your, your neighbor friend at the top of the street has his water going. It sucks
0: because we're in a
3: drought. In fact, there's a state of
0: emergency right now in the state of Utah because of extreme drought conditions. Don't fucking water your lawns in early spring. That's what nature does. Spring showers. Yeah. April showers. We're in April. Bring May flowers. Wait till it turns green naturally. There's no... You don't need to speed up the process. No, nope, because we're going to have a hard freeze. And it's just going to infuse the fuck out of your grass. They do have brains, sort of. Not really, but whatever. Uh, also, Salt Lake City, Utah, has more plastic surgeons per capita than any other city in the United States. And that doesn't surprise you me You skipped
1: bit. over the fun part about it being the driest state. We're also... We also have 300 sunny days a year. So if you're depressed, you should come to Utah.
0: Yeah, get your ass outside. Get some vitamin D. Um, <laughs> you know, come to Utah. yourself some D.
1: There are a <laughs> lot of plastic. <laughs> there are a lot of plastic surgeons here, though.
0: Yeah. It, it's uh, I don't know why. It's a weird thing. Like, especially Salt Lake County. Uh, it's there are a lot of boob jobs. A lot of people come here for boob jobs. We have some of the best plastic surgeons in the country I'm here. to say a
2: lot of celebrities come here to get their work done.
0: I, I don't I don't know why. It's such a big deal. I think it's time, a but...
2: I think it's it's
1: part of the culture of perfectionism. Yeah, could be. Like could be. um the people here are really expected to fulfill a certain role and look a certain way and 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 be very put together and I think that sometimes if If you don't feel like you're looking that way, you want to go get it taken care of. I don't have a problem with that.
0: I do. I'm just kidding. (laughs) So uh, this is a good one. And and so one of the things that we make fun of a lot on this show is how, you know, in 45-day sessions, our legislature loves to tag state symbols, and we have a state gun, and we talk about the California state seagull, but we are the only state in the union to have a cooking pot as part of our symbols. The Dutch oven was a state symbol that was approved back in 97.
1: But can you name very many houses that you have people that you know that don't
0: have a Dutch oven? Uh, Dutch oven's great. And and be- I think part of that is like the the heavy influence of the Boy Scouts because uh, Dutch oven cooking is a big deal with Boy Scouts, I think. I don't know. I wasn't really a Boy Scout. So Jeremy's got a couple Dutch ovens. and Jeremy
3: doesn't use Dutch ovens like Dutch ovens were intended. Jeremy puts them on a damn burner. Depends. Uh, in years where we don't have the extreme dry, I'll do it on the fire. But the last couple of summers, you couldn't have fires if you ha- wanted to. Ha-
0: have you ever done it on just your, are you going to do it with a new deck on just the, the concrete and just throw some hot coals underneath
3: it and on top of it? Uh, when I do that, I do that in the fire pit. Oh. I'll, I'll use the fire pit and do coals, which I've done. That's that's the way it's meant to be cooked here. Man. It is true, but it's a whole lot faster on my... I don't want to hear it, dude. You're not, you're not <laughs> your, doing it right.
1: The, your Dutch oven bread's really good.
0: You're losing yeah.
3: your man card. <laughs> and our Dutch oven potatoes, everybody has yeah. those.
0: I like this. I Personally, I like the, like the beets and squash. That's good, too.
1: I don't like beets or squash, so okay. I don't like that.
3: Don't make that anymore. Have you tried it, though?
1: Yeah. she i so have made awesome it, man. like, how...
3: Well, I know, but just because we make it doesn't mean it's you have so to eat good. It's it's so so Oh, good.
1: I don't eat it. Yeah, so well, that's no? why I said but yeah, I've, I've tried so it. Oh, okay. It's the okay. best. It's but so I don't. Good. But then I just go, no, this tastes like beets and squash, and I don't like beets and squash, <laughs> and so, so then good. I don't eat it.
0: They're so good. it good. Uh, we've talked about
3: Levan. We've talked about that a million times. Lagoon, which we have talked about before, but the oldest operating amusement park in the American West, the original roller coaster named Old Woody is the third oldest in the nation. That's
2: not white anymore. No.
3: But it's still the white roller coaster. And they
2: jacked up their prices during COVID. They're like as much as a ticket into Universal Studios you, right now.
0: You know what, though? I'm okay with that because they reduced their capacity. I am telling you, the best amusement oh, park day I've true. ever had in my life was when I we forgot. went we during went. COVID yep. this last we year.
1: went it was in the summer. Go? It
0: was in the summer, but with twenty-five percent capacity, it makes and sense. And social have, distancing, wasn't it was so nice? Your birthday, wasn't it? It might have been. I think so. It was in the middle was, of the damn week. Yeah, but was, there was. I like, don't remember. It, we
1: took we Sean. We we
0: literally went from ride to ride to ride to ride. We didn't stand in a single line. We rode. Their newest roller coaster, the Cannibal like three one, times
1: in a row. Uh, yeah, and one of the times but they're like, there's nobody off. in line. You just want to stay on.
0: Uh, of course we did. It's the newest roller coaster. Right? I
1: was so sick, and I was like, yeah, yeah. we'll just stay on. Just Chris pro- was like, <laughs> why didn't you say anything? I'm like, who wants to ruin everybody's fun? Nobody.
0: So then we sat for like an hour eating uh, No, we Italian didn't. Ice. You and
1: Sean went on Colossus.
0: Mm, no, nah, I sat and ate Italian ice for a while. For well, sure.
1: yeah, you guys did, but you guys went on Colossus. But
0: anyway, so I get why they would raise their prices. They're lucky to be open, and you could be in California where no fucking amusement parks open. Disneyland laid off all its fucking people, yeah, and the they're park's they're been shut again, for they? a year and a half. Uh, Magic yeah, they're Mountain, opening again yeah, soon. Magic Mountain's been closed down. Universal Studios was kind of a joke, like... At least they're open. So, And Disney's prices are going to go way up, too. So don't don't kid yourself. They open with these parks that haven't been open for a year and a half. They're going to
3: raise the prices way high. Number six is another fun fact.
0: Uh, Prescription drug abuse. Fun fact about Utah. Uh, Over the past decade, we've seen that increase by 800%. But you know what the legislature is very careful about? We don't want people to get pot in this state. That's right. So we would much rather they have a really high rate of opioid drug adu- abuse, but no pot.
1: I think that that still goes back to that perfection for culture too. Um,
0: it's okay taking those drugs
1: it to me. help like it originally helped keep you going so that you can do all of the things that you're expected to do until now. You're addicted. to You really to hate
0: your- the Mormons, don't you?
1: No, I don't. <laughs> I was married to one for 15 years.
0: Are you still? No, but he's Can't, my friend. You prove my point. You prove my point. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because of the state's high elevation and desert-like climate, its snow is dry and powdery. It actually also has a lot to do with the Great Salt Lake and the lake effect that we get, and that's why we have the greatest snow on Earth, which our guest confirmed it is in fact better than the snow in Colorado. That's right? You heard it here first uh fight me um walter frederick morrison the man credited with inventing the frisbee Frisbee. was born down in richfield utah which is basically the green river wyoming of utah i like number nine number nine is a fun fact like for real yeah it's uh it's great Uh, who is the who is the
3: manufacturer i don't don't remember i i I swear to god we talked about it once salt lake city is home to the national nations leading manufacturer of rubber chickens.
0: That is an actual fun fact. We've gone through a whole bunch of really shitty facts. <laughs> that is a truly fun fact, the frisbee and the rubber chicken. Loftus novelty. There you go. What other things do they make fake puke? Click on them. I want to fake see what dog else they poo. make. Jello. Stink
3: bombs. They make jello. We
1: make it lots just, of it jello just here. I oh. just asked a question. Itching give powder. you the, li- the link. Hold on.
0: All right. Uh, two dates are on our state seal, 19- 1847. Which is? Days of 47. That's when the pioneers rolled into town. And 1896, when we became the 45th state. Uh, also on the steel, seal are the sago lilies, which stand for peace. Peace, my brother. Big, big, uh, big symbol in Utah, sago lilies. Um, 75 million years ago, Utah was a part of a landmass called Laramidia. The landmass was hot, swampy, and full of dinosaurs, which is why Utah is one of the best places in the U.S. to find dinosaur fossils. Um, We have Dinosaur National Park. Uh, We have the largest raptor, uh, known as the Utah Raptor. Um,
3: 23-foot-long Utah Raptor. That's fucking big. Down in St. George, they've got that big site, the Johnson Farm site.
1: Yeah, that's right. So Loftus International also makes lots of balloons and morph suits, Because it's Loftus International and it's like novelties and stuff. So it's kind of like a manufacturer for... The
3: crap you get out of the back of the Boys Life catalog?
1: No, or I was thinking more Zerkers. like uh, Zerkers
3: in the party store. <laughs> hey, Apparently I gotta... they
1: have makeup, though, like body makeup and... and I got a
0: question for you, Brie. Stuff Bri. like that. If what? I wear a morph suit, will you have sex with me while I'm in the morph suit? No,
1: because your penis won't stick out. But what if I cut <laughs> a hole? Oh. Uh, That's weird. And But
0: but it will be the last time you'll be able to do it while uh, you're wearing glasses.
3: You don't. You, you don't. You need, can't
0: pass that up. You need some more lasts with your glasses. Is all I'm saying. That's a first. and I was and gonna a last. say that's not
2: a last. <laughs> that is a first and only.
0: <laughs> hey, it's
1: also a last. Come on now. They have mega and inflatable morph suits.
0: Uh, January thirteenth is the golden winter day, perfect for skiing in Utah. It has the highest likelihood of receiving snowfall. I did not know that. That's interesting. What day? January thirteenth. They say. Utah was the site of the first department store in the country, um, and that was what department store? CCMI, Which is no longer around. They shut down in 1999.
3: Uh, I think they sold off to Macy's, didn't they?
1: Did they really shut down in 1999?
3: Yep. Yeah. That was the last year I that want to ZCMI. say, Yeah, Macy's, because what used to be ZCMI downtown is the That's Macy's. That's right. They switched it to the Macy's. Where you have the Christmas windows. Yeah. Um,
0: Okay, we've talked about this guy. He's been a famous Utah oh, yeah. on, on the podcast, Philo yep. T. Farnsworth, who is best known for inventing the television. Isn't
1: he the statue that's coming down for what's her foot? Uh, yeah. uh, what's her name? Yeah. The voter uh, lady. Martha Hughes Thank you. The
0: voter lady. <laughs> the voter lady. Um, Utah is the only state where every county contains some part of a national forest. I did not even know that.
1: I didn't either. That is a fun fact.
0: That's really so crazy. That is fun. Every single county has a national forest attached to it uh the location of the first ever kfc was actually here in utah i don't know if that's something 7.
1: to be proud of every time and i keep hearing stories of this the people go to kfc they don't have chicken
0: that's true kfc's I've really kind of dropped never off. been
1: there
2: and they didn't have chicken
0: uh,
1: we've been there twice and my mom was telling us when we were just, taking her down to Fillmore that she decided to okay, splurge stop, and go get it stop
0: it could just be the kerns kfc it could because kerns sometimes has problems some, Kern sometimes the gang, has problems. Look, the gangbangers really like KFC,
3: so they <laughs> probably rob them of all The this thing
1: chicken. is, is I'm like, Mom, there's a Popeyes in that parking lot. Why don't you just go to Popeyes?
3: Can, is it kind of two pieces of chicken? Did you say two pieces? Well, make that 23.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the, I didn't realize this. Uh, Our state capital is three words long, which is the only capital in the U.S. I knew that three words. I did not know that.
1: I think we talked about that. Uh, I don't think
0: so. (sighs) Maybe I don't
1: know. It's been five
0: years. Uh, We (laughs) talked about this. Um, Wallet Hub labeled Utah as the most charitable people in the country, Um, and
1: that's to the culture.
0: Uh, 100% because 10% 10 of 60% of the state's revenues go to charity, uh, which is the coffers of the Mormon church. So
1: it's still a very charitable. Yeah. I mean,
0: even outside, even, even outside of that, but we've talked a lot about what the Mormon church does with that money for the community. It's really impactful. It's really good. So
1: it's, it's why there's a news, like there's news reports now as things are opening up That Utah's economy is going to be one of the first to bounce back because we didn't fall as far and as far.
0: I didn't know this. 600 vertebrate animals call Utah home. Hmm. That's fucking crazy. That's all. That's a big number.
1: Not just animals, but invertebrates and insects.
0: Yeah, but 600 vertebrates.
1: Oh, I didn't read it that way. I yeah. just read... I skipped yeah. past that's that. A, that's a
0: lot. Like, I'm trying to think of all the... Fu- it's got to be a lot of stupid lizards and shit. A
2: lot now. of squirrels and pot yeah. guts. fucking and-
0: pot guts. There's like 1,200... <laughs> out of that 600, 300 of them are fucking some kind of gopher. <laughs> You're
2: not wrong. <laughs> uh, just go
0: hiking. You'll see them.
1: And you'll um, step in their holes and break your ankle.
0: Yeah. Uh, Utah has the third most national parks of any state. The two that beat
3: it are... Alaska? Okay. Well,
1: I'm looking at it. I didn't realize you weren't, you were quizzing us. Alaska and California.
0: Well, it said it was a quiz. This is fun trivia, Timmy. not, just, not quiz. Just cause you're reading it doesn't mean you can't respond. The I've people, been to both of those okay, states. This is a podcast. People can't see what we're doing and you could make it sound like you knew it was Alaska and California even though it's on the
3: paper. That's right. These are fun facts. You should have
2: guessed wrong and then he could
0: have these proven us are, wrong.
3: These facts are getting me to think.
1: I have I've been to all three of these the states that this have, have May lost. not
0: be the last Tuesday that Bree has sex while wearing glasses. <laughs> <laughs> that one might have already happened. <laughs> uh Utah State Gem is the Topaz, which we've I knew talked that. That's about. My birthstone. You know, Topaz Mountain, which is famous for um internment camps. You can find Topaz is in your beaver. Uh we are the beehive. Not in State. My beaver? <laughs> uh, the official insect is the honeybee, uh, and we are the beehive state. Yep. Um, and, uh, we have a lot of, a lot of bees in the state. Um, we're only, holy shit, really? We are the 39th grade now, uh, in, in beekeeping. So we don't apparently have as many bees as we used we to think we do. Uh, Utah officially recognized coal as the state. rock. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: so lame. Coal, I mean, I would
0: think copper would be better than coal, right? But,
1: coal, but copper's not a rock, babe. Neither
0: is coal.
2: <laughs> yes,
0: Coal's is. not a rock either. It's a composite of carbon. And Which makes them coal rock. Technically, coal is actually plant matter that has been compressed okay. over Well, copper years.
1: isn't even close.
0: Copper's a mineral. Did you
1: know that vegetables <laughs> aren't real?
0: Copper's a mineral.
1: Yeah, vegetables aren't real.
0: Neither is your mom. Oh, no, no, my mom real. is very real, <laughs> real but ready.
1: vegetables really aren't a thing. Uh,
0: if she's not real, why are we picking her up on Sunday?
1: Yeah, what the hell, Jeremy?
0: I have to ask her that. <laughs> uh, there are a lot. So hey, we mom,
2: ta- why are you not real?
0: <laughs> we talked about vertebrates. Jeremy says you're not, <laughs> not real. <laughs> <laughs> there are 15 recognized subspecies of cutthroat trout uh, in Utah. That's a lot of. Hey, that's that's trout. some of our um our animals. Is that trout deformity though? Are are trout considered vertebrates? Do
2: they I would have think spines? So. Don't yeah. they? Yeah. Yeah. So when you got a fish, is there a spine in it?
0: No. Not yeah. all fish. <laughs> not all fish.
1: Uh, trout there
0: are. In there. A trout yes. though, yeah. Hmm. Yes, that's true. That so is 15,
1: Fifteen of our six hundred vertebrate animals,
0: uh, animals are trout. Yeah. And uh, our the rest are gophers. Are cutthroat trout to be specific. Uh, also the Bonneville Lake trout is uh, specific only to Utah, uh, and then the sago lily is endemic to the Western U.S. Like the seagull, <laughs> it earned its state designation for its service to the early hungry cricket-ridden Mormon settlers.
1: And here we are, full circle.
0: When crops Back got scarce, <laughs> Native
1: seagulls. Americans
0: taught the new arrivals to dig up the sago lily's nutritious bulbs and stave. I didn't know you could
1: eat a sago lily's bulbs. Yeah, is what
0: you can eat anything's bulbs. I'll eat your bulbs later. (laughs) Be the last Tuesday you wear glasses and I eat your bulbs.
2: (laughs) Where are Uh, my bulbs? I will,
0: you know what I gotta say though, I (laughs) still think that the seagull superhero cape is a fantastic idea. Seagull
2: capes?
1: I I still still think that should be the name of the podcast.
0: I'm still picturing a seagull like flapping its wings with a freaking bag around its neck like, kaka, kaka.
3: You that's can not that's sit a out at the thing. dump any day you want. Ah, ah. That's more no, of a, that's seagull a turtle. Time. No.
2: It's People are going like to listen to this turtle. podcast that's... and think that our. <laughs> <laughs> that's a turtle. <laughs> that's a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> that's more like a seagull. Everyone's going to think that the the Bags to beds is making seagull capes and not. <laughs> no, they're making <laughs> bedrolls. The <laughs>
0: they're making bedrolls. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Seagull the best
2: heroes. where the handles go, the little bits that they don't need, they just give them the seagulls.
0: I actually, they uh, on their website, they do encourage people with those handles to donate them to uh, the grocery store trash bag recycling mm, bin. That's good. And well, they have some cool facts on their website that she didn't tell us uh, about, like how many miles of of gas, like worth of gas that they're saving and stuff. Because people don't really think about this, but plastic, all plastic is made out of petroleum or oil.
1: There's actually a company here in our state. And I know that they at least made one for Canada that takes plastic bags and recycles and reuses the petroleum in it.
0: So, well, I think that's going to do it for the night. Um, If you liked what you heard, um, thank you. (laughs) Don't particularly know how, um, but uh, give us a follow uh, out on the social medias. Give us a share. Uh, wherever you heard this fine, uh, broadcast, uh, go ahead and hit the share button. It's on every fucking platform that you can possibly hear this podcast on. There is a share button there somewhere. Click it and then send it out to people. I don't give a shit if you liked it or not. Just share it. <laughs> and,
1: and Jeremy's kind of running our Twitter now. So we let him out of Twitter prison from
0: when he, no, 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 no. There's a good chance our account will end back in Twitter. Joe, it's always so. a possibility. Fucking. <laughs> oh, you're only three years old, five years old. You can't have a Twitter account. Bye-bye. Patroink. There's instant. pa Uh, That's a good noise, pa um, I like pew-pew better. Yeah, you would. You would. Uh, thanks again to Folk Hogan. Uh, I don't say it enough for our intro and outro music. We really appreciate those guys. Uh, any local artists that you guys uh, like, Try and support them right now. Um, they're still struggling. They're still, even though COVID's officially over here in just a few days, uh, <laughs> the turn, there's still going to be some events that aren't happening. Um, I don't think we're going to see, um, you know, live music as as frequently as we had. I think it's still going to be another summer of not a lot of concerts. Um, so help out those those artists uh, that you like quite a bit locally. Um, And otherwise, uh, I just want you to, you know, as you go to bed tonight, think about seagulls majestically flying through the Walmart parking lot with Walmart bags wrapped around their necks, ganging up on you for your french fries.